what do you believe in? Really, really don't, don't give me an answer that you would think I would want to hear. What do you really believe in? Do, do you really believe that the Bible is what it says it is? Now, let me follow that with another question. Is it hard to believe sometimes? Is it hard to have faith? I think of the father that Jesus said, if you believe all things are possible, and he said, I believe, but God help my unbelief. I, it is sometimes it is hard to believe. And especially when it seems like that you have come to what we consider in the human realm, the end of things, and that is death. It's so hard to believe when we are faced with death and it becomes so important for us to understand what it is that we believe in. That leads us to another very famous story and a very important question. John 11, 25 to 26, Jesus is speaking to Martha. Martha and Mary were sisters and they were the sisters of Lazarus. Jesus was sent for to let him know that Lazarus was sick. And the Bible tells us that Jesus loved Mary and Martha and Lazarus. He was very, very close to them. And so Martha says unto him, let me step back into verse 24. Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Wow. Wow. There's an important truth in this. Jesus makes a powerful and profound statement. I am the resurrection. I will conquer death. I have conquered death. Martha had said Lazarus would rise again in the resurrection. She did believe that. She believed in Jesus. She did. She believed in Jesus. She was a follower of Jesus. So was Mary, her sister, and Lazarus, the one that was now dead. She, she did believe. But she didn't want to accept what God wanted in the future. She wanted her way right now. She wanted the answer right now. Jesus says to her, I am the resurrection. You don't have to wait. He will rise in me. But he's been dead for four days. <laughs> a, and, and Martha actually says that to Jesus at the graveside. It, but he's been dead for four days. He stinks by now. Martha, believest thou this? No, she didn't. She professed that Lazarus would rise at the end day in the resurrection. She Again, she believed that. But Jesus was asking her to believe something that within the human realm was just uh, uh, terrible to have to 
face. Death is it. Once you die, I, I thought of Jairus's daughter as Jesus says, is interrupted by the woman with the issue of blood. And Jairus then gets the message that his daughter has died. And so don't bother Jesus anymore. And Jesus just makes this profound statement to him. Only believe. Just believe, Jairus. Just believe that I am the resurrection and the life. In God's creation, there was no death. A lot of times people blame God for death, and I've heard that so much. Oh, my word. I have done so many funerals and been at so many visitations and people that were struggling with their faith, and I understood that they were struggling with their faith. I, I didn't condemn them for that. I won't condemn them for that. I understood that they were a place of struggle, but they were accusing God of not doing what God is supposed to do. People blame God for it, but in God's creation, there was no death. God, why would you let this happen? Good Jesus, if you would have just been here, you could have healed Lazarus. You could have healed him. Why did you wait? We told you it was serious. Why did you wait? Why would you let this happen? It is true that in Psalms, the Bible says, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of one of his saints. Death isn't supposed to be frightening. Hebrews 2, 14 to 15, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself, that's Jesus, also himself, likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them through who, through, who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Do you listen to what that says? Their entire lives, they are in bondage because of their fear of death. God did not create death. That verse says to you that Satan had the power of death. And Jesus took on flesh and gave himself unto death so that he could destroy the power that Satan had in death. So we should no longer be afraid. The devil deceived mankind and mankind submitted himself to the authority of Satan, not God. God gave them one rule. And in Satan's deception, they broke that rule and gave Satan the dominion over them rather than God having the dominion over them. And what did God say? The day that you eat from that tree, you will surely die. But see, they were misunderstanding because they didn't die immediately, did they? They didn't die that day. What was God talking about? He was talking about the day that you eat from that tree, you will be separated from me. In that separation, that is spiritual death. I think that it intimidates me much, much more 
because, and, and can I say this so that you know that I'm not using hyperbole? I am very, very serious in what I'm saying in, in these words. I, it intimidates me a lot more than the fire and the, and the burning and all of that that goes on in hell. The thing that intimidates me so much more is that thought of being separated from God because in my early life, I was separated from him. I rebelled against him. I, I did not want anything to do with him. Now that I have the relationship with him, I can't imagine that separation. Those days when I mess up and God help me, those happen way too more, way more than what I wish they did. But those days that I mess up, when I feel that separation from him, it's like, oh God, I, I can't make it through the day. Genuinely, the thought of being separated from him, that's what happened. Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden and they were never permitted back in the garden ever again. They never knew what it meant to actually walk physically beside God. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine what it would be like for God to just come down and walk along beside you and talk to you? The death is that separation. Death came for the wages of sin is death. The reason that the scripture says in Psalms that death of the saint is precious in the eyes of God is because it reunites us to God as he intended it to always be. He wanted that intimacy with us. That's why he created Adam and Eve and put them in the garden and walked with them. But death causes that separation. It's very important that we believe and understand because if Jesus is not the resurrection, if he did not die and rise again, then there is no hope. None. If it is not a true story, if it is just made up, in fact, I hate to use the term story because that gives it that that attitude of, of it is made up. It isn't made up. It's an event, not a story. And if you don't believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life, you have no hope, none at all. I don't care if you're the richest person in the whole world. I don't care if you have all kinds of fancy cars and possessions and diamond rings and all of those kinds of things. If you do not have Jesus as the resurrection, you have no hope. A lot of us are like Mary and Martha. We say we believe and we want to believe. But deep down in our heart, we doubt. We get angry at God as these sisters did. Both of them said it. Why weren't you here? Have you ever said that to God? I have. God, you could have stopped this 
from happening. Why did you not stop it? Did they know that Jesus had waited four days? I don't know, but they did know it took him four days to get there. Why weren't you here? We sent for you. We prayed. We fell on our faces and we cried out to you. We we asked you to bring healing. I've heard people say that so many times in the ministry. And yes, it makes me emotional. People were praying all over the country for my loved one to be healed. And they kept saying to me that they were going to be healed and they died. Mike, why? And I don't have the answer for that. I don't know why. What I do know is that Jesus is the resurrection and the life. He that believes in him, though he were dead, yet he will live. The day is coming when everybody that believed in him and accepted him as their savior that is dead will live. Believest thou this? I do. I do. But sometimes I do. I'm, I'm like, Lord, you could have stopped this from happening. Do we really believe what Jesus says? Martha, believest thou this? Mike, believest thou this? See, we want to pick and choose what we want to believe, don't we? I like John 3.16. I like Philippians 4.13 and Philippians 4.19 and 1 John 1.9, Revelation 3.20. Yeah, those are all wonderful verses. And boy, those are the verses that we memorize in Sunday school class when we're children, don't we? Those are the verses that we all have the ability to quote off. But don't talk about Jesus whipping the thieves and Pharisees out of the temple or withering the fig tree or saying you are lukewarm and because you are lukewarm, I will spit you out of my mouth like vomit. I want a God that is love and love only. God is love. God is also just. He said to Adam and Eve, this is what will happen if you do it. And they sinned. And he brought the consequences that he promised that he would bring upon them. There's consequences. Death is a consequence. Because of that very sin, death is a consequence. But Jesus speaks to us and says, only believe. I am the resurrection and the life. And he that believes in me shall not die. I'll never have to experience, thank you, Jesus that separation from him. Can you truly believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? 
Can you truly believe that when it seems like all hope is gone, Jairus's daughter was dead? Lazarus was dead. He was wrapped in the grave clothes. He stunk. Yes, he did. It had been four days. He was dead. Mary and Martha couldn't figure out what in the world Jesus was doing. Why are you telling them to roll back the stone? He's been dead four days, Lord. He stinks. Martha, did I not tell you? Do you believe? Believest thou this? Believest thou this, my friend who is listening today? Believest thou this? Because that's where the hope comes from. Even though you may have experienced, even in recent days, just terrible death, even though you might have experienced that, can you truly believe that Jesus is the resurrection and the life? So Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? He stood outside the tomb, said just a brief little prayer to the Father, and he says the only reason that he even said a prayer to the Father, because he had the authority to do what he was fixing to do. The reason that he said the prayer to the Father was to just establish to those who were standing around, this is God that is doing this. I can't, I've, I've tried to picture it. I've tried to picture it in my mind. I, I can't imagine. As I say, I've done lots of funerals. I can't imagine somebody being in the casket and just suddenly setting up. I can't imagine the thoughts that were going through their mind as Jesus called out in the voice of authority to the devil who had the power over death. That's what Hebrews says. <coughs> excuse me, and he had the power over death and he's calling out and saying, Lazarus, come forth. Can you imagine as the people standing around there, especially Martha and Mary, his sisters, begin to hear the sound of rustling inside that tomb, which was a cave. Can you imagine the look on their face as they saw their brother who had been dead for four days walk out of that tomb? Just a short time later, there would be an earthquake. The stone would roll back from the tomb. The angel would sit on that stone in a, a message of authority. And three days after Jesus had been crucified, battered, tortured, torn to pieces, 
he would walk out of the grave alive. You see, Jesus says these things and it becomes so easy to just kind of take them and pass over them and, and say, oh yeah, that was all wonderful and fine. You take into the essence the power that was radiated in those moments of time. I can imagine in my mind's eye, the, the Bible says that the clothing that had been put on Jesus, those grave clothes were all folded up and laid to the side. I figure that Lazarus probably didn't fold them up, but he was probably tearing them off on his way out of that tomb. Wow, what just happened? I am the resurrection and the life, Jesus says. Do you believe that? Will you believe today? Because again, my friends, nothing else will give you hope. I can preach to you every message that I've ever written. And that won't give you hope. But in this one thing, in this one thing, even if you are facing the circumstance in the valley of the shadow of death, even if death has come to a loved one, you can have hope. If you just believe this simple little verse that Jesus spoke, I'm the resurrection. I'm the life. Believe this. Believe it. And my friends, I have hope today because I do believe it. I hope that you will believe it too.